Well, we're back with our jam master, Moses Kemibaro. Yes. Moses, we have a question we like to ask our guests mm. when they join us here. And mm. and yesterday, Martin got at emotional because yeah. I tried to like vary the question. Because it's inspired by a very important person in my life. Okay, so. His name apologies. is Alus Mabele. Uh, <laughs> Martin, why don't you do the honors? Okay. So thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> oh, thank you for uh, having me. Thank you very much. We, we are very happy that you are here. <laughs> but the question is, who are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's a uh, that's a great question. So, yeah, my name is Moses Kemibaro. I um, I've been in the digital marketing space for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. My company is called Dot Savvy. We've been there from the very beginning. Uh, I personally have worked in this space for probably too many years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I work, we we um, as a business as a person, I, I sort of you know help people make the most out of the internet in terms of marketing. Yes, uh, I'm also a blogger. Been doing that for about 15 years. Well, tell us what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, so if you go to MosesCamiBaro.com, I kind of write about all things digital in this mm-hmm. part of the world. Mm-hmm. And the blog really started as uh, almost out of frustration because we'd see those things published in the media and I felt they weren't quite getting it all right mm. or um, impartial. So I got involved in writing. Uh, last year, I also launched uh, a podcast, uh, which is called Pure Digital Passion. Uh, where I think I now have about 40 episodes. And again, the same thing, but now we see more people gravitating towards video and audio content. So that's another space where I really like share my my passion and have great guests uh, talk about all things digital. Nice. So so that's kind of what you do. I don't know if you've answered who... Who well, you are, yeah. yeah. That is what. Yeah, it's what you are doing. What? Who are you? Okay, so first of all, I'm a father of three children mm-hmm. uh, who are um, uh, 19, 13, and 9. Wow. Um, I'm married happily to my wife, Moikali. I am the fourth born mm-hmm. of a family of six children. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in, well, not born, but I grew up in Mombasa. Yes. Also known as Kosto. Yeah. The best in Kenya, by come the way. Come on, come on. And uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of peaks. And uh, as you mentioned, my love of so, you know, we are so delighted at how our team is performing. And we are sitting on top of looking the forward to winning and especially rubbing it in the faces of all the Man United fans <laughs> out there. Yes. Battle lines are drawn. I like the violence. Ooh. And I'm also a huge, huge fan of uh, Formula One. Of course, Lewis Hamilton oh. is somebody we've been supporting from the very first day he started driving. Mm. But a big, big passion on that. And I think also, when you say about who I am, I think, you know, um, I, I'm running my company. I'm a, you know, I'm a businessman. I've been doing this for over 20 years. Mm. And uh, yeah, generally, I think, uh, yes, also on the side, I'm a Rotarian. I'm a member of the Rotary hey! Club of Karen. And that shout out was specifically for, for President Lorraine Kirigia. Uh-huh. Lorraine, I did the shout out for you. <laughs> I the saw that. Club, Tell them which the club, club we are from. I yeah. saw you, Lorraine. Yeah. I saw you. <laughs> so we are the club and one of the best Rotary clubs in this district. So very much, um, that's kind of like my CSR community yeah. service area as well. Yeah. I really enjoy that. You sound like a well-rounded individual, Moses. Well, I try to be. You, it's, it's a constant uh, thing that you aim to do try to be. I think yeah. if, if your interests are not diverse and sometimes almost conflicting, then life can be possibly a bit boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuboeka yeah. is not allowed. Now, th- that was just the personal part. We shall get into the business part of it when we come back from the business news. And of course, you have a couple of tracks that you had requested for. We'd like to know why these tracks. Kulosa, Oxlade, <laughs> and Soweto Victoni. What, what was going on there? 
So I don't know when it happened. Maybe it's because you know about ten years ago I used to go to Lagos almost mm-hmm. every yeah, month and yeah. spend two three weeks yeah. and have my wonderful jollof rice <laughs> and uh, all those uh, amazing Planting. meals from West Africa. Yeah. And I think something got into my system. Mm. Something you know something from Lagos. Entered. entered my system. It's through the jollof. That's how they uh, get you. <laughs> and you know, it was very profound because I remember even traveling once to India. Yeah. And in the middle of, uh, I think it was um, when Bangalore or in uh, Delhi, at about two o'clock in the morning mm. in a nightclub, they were playing a set of Afrobeats. Yeah. Allah! In India. And guys were jamming. That's all right. So for me, wow. this is not just a, a Pan-African export. This is global. Yeah. But somehow that thing got into my system. I'm Afrobeats. Right now, there's a tug of war between Afrobeats and I'm a piano. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just love that winning. stuff. Yeah, Afrobeats <laughs> is winning. Yeah, so the those, arsenal. Oh. Yeah. So for sure, uh, those are the you know the songs I chose, I think, from my Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's so many more. But yeah, those ones definitely top of mind. 98.4 Capital FM this is the jam on 98.4 Capital FM. Jun Gashui, Martin Karaoke. You're on your best mix of music. And this is Jam Masters, a thing we do every Wednesday. We invite our friends who are so knowledgeable in so many areas. Yeah, yeah, Moses, yeah. would you would you one day um, receive a dare from me and get on stage and perform and dance a song like this? Would you do it? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Would you do it? Uh, what's the incentive? Why ah, am I doing this? Why what am not? I doing well, it? What have you What have you not done in your life? That list cannot be a long You know list. what? I probably would just, just for the heck of it, yeah, why not? Yes! You heard it here on 98.4 Capital it's FM. probably happening at the end of the month. It is happening at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> the internet never forgets. Huh? No. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, now let's get back down to business. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dot Savi, you, you, you've said as you introduced yourself that we've been there from the beginning. What was that like? Because this is more than, let's say, 20 years ago. And people were figuring out how to put, uh, you know, the internet uh, dial up. And you we're were trying to, to switch on, taught a, us to switch on <laughs> a computer, a desktop. Yeah. You know, and then you go have a shower, make a meal, eat it and come back yeah. and now start typing the email. <laughs> so so what was that like compared to like if you were to fast forward from then to now, what are sort of two, three key highlights that you can share? Well, we've come a long way. I mean, we're talking about like Dot Savvy, we started in what, 2002? Mm-hmm. And before that, I'd worked at uh, companies like Formnet, you know, Africa Online, uh-huh. uh, Three Mice, which was one of the first uh, web agencies in the market. So we've come a long way, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the early days. Remember the modems that used to go coo, 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 <laughs> sh- on the phone? And then, you know, if it rained, you know, it couldn't connect. <laughs> you, you hear know, the rain. Kenya Post and Telecommunications. <laughs> so we're talking like, you know, significant transitions in that period yeah and i think for me the early days were really interesting because the company you know started in the bedroom you know floppy disks we used to go to a place <laughs> called cyberdome <laughs> not too far from here wow yep. do you yep. remember wow. cyberdome guys yep. if I you don't remember it then remember. you're one of the older people yeah. <laughs> um and that's how we used to go to client meetings and, and save files and open disks on computers and possibly transfer viruses in the process <laughs> again some people on the f- on the line probably don't even know what a floppy disk is yeah. let's just be cognizant of who might be listening yeah. <laughs> and then yeah so starting the business from the bedroom building it out pole pole with uh, my co-director at the time mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting ride you know because in entrepreneurship you have these ups and downs you know they call them the feasts and famines feasts and, and famines Ooh. yes you have good days I and like bad that. days and, and you know it's so funny because in retrospect 
they're always good in hard times, but you always ask yourself, how did we get through that moment? Yeah. You know, how did we get through that moment? Because entrepreneurship is hard. Yes, it is. And there's this narrative today where everything looks, you know, perfect and wonderful. But yeah, we still we soldiered on. We had um, good times and bad times, as it were. Mm. And then, of course, we had the advent of social media, you yeah. know, where uh, this changed everything. People yes. moved from websites to social media. You know, probably about almost 20, 15 years ago. And and we've seen, again, yet another transition happening where everything has gone online, YouTube, we stream, we have these high-speed internet connections because of the undersea cables. That was another mm. massive transition. Mm. And then I always look at young people and the fact that they just assume the internet is on a phone. Yeah. I mean, do they realize <laughs> where yes. this stuff has come Bodies from? Bodies of water that have been yeah. interfered with. I mean, I can't believe it. And then now we have a scenario because of the pandemic where everything just went online. Like we've been waiting in this industry possibly for close to 30 years for this moment. Because of the pandemic, suddenly everyone got digital. Everything accelerated. In fact, I always like to say that my clients today are the biggest culprits of not wanting to meet in person. Ah. The same people who mandated you to be in their office every Wednesday at 2 p.m. are the ones who say, let's do Zoom. Yes. So everything has changed. The culture, the behavior. The edge. The age is a factor. Yeah. I think even the older people just had to get on the bandwagon. They struggle yeah. with it. Yeah. But they're there. They have to be there. Mm. And that's how the world is today. That's very true. I think you, you sound very passionate about this space. And I mean, you, I would imagine you have to be to have survived in it and thrived in it for as long as you have. But I, I know that there's a demographic who really don't... You hear tech, you hear digital, you say, what now? What panic, anxiety attacks. Yeah, and, oh, the fear. No. And then you'll be left behind and then you'll think you're irrelevant yeah. and then these young people laugh at me like mm-hmm. i think there's there's a demographic out there and they're not that old and I'm then not the talking people are speaking in in in, in letters pps yeah. <laughs> lol you know uh, the emojis, yeah. Yeah, the emojis. It, it's almost exclusionary to an extent because mm. it's moving so fast so and i'm not even speaking about people who are in their 60s 70s 80s mm. and beyond i'm talking about 40 something year olds mm. who are who are struggling right now mm-hmm. what so what 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 is their driver is it fear what would you say is, is yeah, driving I think them th- I think it just boils down to a simple thing, a fear of the unknown. You know, mm-hmm. even for me, I think the only way that, you know, you stick around like we did in our business for over 20 years is you've got to be continuously learning mm-hmm. or the constant learner and willing to do uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not fun. It's not easy. I'm forcing myself to learn how to do TikTok. I'm not dancing in front of the camera, yet, but I'm trying yet. to understand how does this work? How does this technology work? Um, how does it work? Like from your I think you'd be a, you'd be a great person to hear insights about yeah. how TikTok works from your yeah. point of view. I think that, okay, obviously TikTok started off as, you know, a platform that was incredibly popular with young girls, mm. you know, teen girls, mm. uh, probably 5, 6, 7 years ago. And then it started mainstreaming as the as the business sort of evolved. But the big difference between TikTok and every other existing social media prior is that the previous social medias were based on who you are connected to. Yes. Called the social graph. TikTok is based on the interest graph, Mm -hmm. right? Which is based on content. The algorithm works on the basis of what does June like when Mm -hmm. she consumes content on TikTok. Mm -hmm. As a result of that, you find people with even five or ten followers having a video go viral with three million views because Mm -hmm. it's based on the quality of the content and whether it's interesting. Interesting. Not a question of who you're connected to. So social social graph. An interest an graph. An interest yes. graph. Okay. So the Facebooks of the world and all were all about who else are you connected to, yes. which then predicated what content you see. So basically like YouTube, the way your YouTube stories and all that, what they call Shorts. Shorts, so yeah. That's, that's basically what it is. Yeah, YouTube Shorts is basically a clone of TikTok. TikTok, yeah. yeah. Reels on Instagram and Facebook are a clone of TikTok because uh, all these platforms are losing yeah. uh, attention to this TikTok. Yeah. So they're replicating or copying 
what TikTok has done because that is what especially the younger demographics are consuming. Mm. And to some extent, they're succeeding because although they're still losing market share, those platforms are now starting to retain some of the users and because of yeah, cloning, the cloning the TikTok yeah. uh, experience. All right, okay. let's yeah. do the news headlines at the spot and then we'll find out the relevance. Yes. There are a couple of people who are out there wondering what is the relevance uh, of TikToking? Uh, yeah, TikTok to my business. TikToking to my business or my life. If you have questions for yeah. Moses or comments, please let us know quickly at the Jam984 on Twitter. Use the hashtag DriveOut and JamMasters. And of course, our WhatsApp line remains available to you 98.4 Capital FM We yeah. are jump mastering. Yeah. It's like a jump start to the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh with great conversation, great information, great music. Mm-hmm. Um there's a there's a friend of us who's been listening who <laughs> has a comment, a long one. I will play it a bit later. <laughs> uh about uh, we said at the beginning it's good to forgive 70 times times seven. Yeah, 70 times seven times. Mm-hmm. Um and she said but they they even owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. So we're going to play your note, but thank you so much for your comments and keep uh, shouting us out and saying hello and asking your questions and anything that we can do to make the show better, make your afternoon better at yeah. the Jam 984. Use the hashtag drive out and of course 0701984984. Back to our Jam Master in the studio. Moses Kemibaro. Moses Kemibaro. We have I've been writing notes here. Mm. Feasts and famines. Mm. Interest graph versus social graph. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need, you know, they teach lessons in three, so I'm, I'm waiting for the third one. <laughs> but um, uh, you are our jam master today, and, and we were just continuing our conversation. So I was, I was, um, I was wanting to ask you, uh, you know, in, if you were to look back and say, if I had done this differently. Um, my my trajectory would have been different. Um, and I think it's important to ask guys about, you know, not so much mistakes or things that didn't go perfectly. Challenges. Challenges yeah. um, that you learned from that, you know, helped you pivot, that that carved out, you know, the, the journey that you're on right now. What what would, do you have one major one or several small ones that you can share for those listening and uh, are struggling in this February? Well, yeah. Uh, I think it's been an interesting journey. Like mm. I mentioned, uh, you know, professionally, I think it's almost 30 years. Yes. In a business of my own, almost, mm. you know, 20, almost 21 years now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's so many lessons along the way. I think if I just was to sum up maybe two or three key ones. Mm-hmm. Number one is uh, resilience. Mm-hmm. If you're ever going to be a entrepreneur or somebody who is trying to create something from nothing, because that's what an entrepreneur does, right? Um Definitely, resilience or patience is key. Mm. Um, number two, um, I don't know what the word is grit. Mm. Um, the ability to not just be you know to not just be resilient or stay on the path, but the idea that you just keep plugging away mm. even when things seem persistent, bleak. Yeah. Uh, you know, by just putting in those extra hours. You know that going that extra one hour when yeah. everyone else has given up, mm. yeah. and you're pushing yourself beyond what you think are your limits mm. is when the magic happens. Right, I think mm. that's a critical one. Mm. Pushing yourself. Um, number three, I think one of the biggest learnings is people. You know, when you hire people, work with people. Um, like the, the team we have currently, I think is a fantastic team. But mm. no disrespect to anyone else who's worked with us in, in the last 20 years. But, you know, going through pandemic mm. with, the, with the people we have right now, some of our team today, I think probably almost 50% of our team were hired during the pandemic. Mm. We've worked remotely for three years. But the idea that you constantly learn new things about people and how to work with people and adapt to people. And I think, especially in the kind of work we do, 
uh, people are everything. Yeah, you don't have a factory, you don't have machinery. It's that intellectual mm. power put to work mm. to create value for your clients. It's a lesson I am learning on a daily basis. I've, <laughs> it's no secret to the world. I struggle with people. And so even as you're, I'm just like, mm-hmm, yes, keep writing notes. And in my mind, I'm now panicking because I'm like, do I have to wait 30 years? And does there need to be a pandemic for me to find but, the perfect team? Yeah. <laughs> but let me give you another perspective. Uh, I think another transition to seeing the workplace, and you talk to anyone in private, public sector, whatever, is this new emerging class of the Gen Z yes. worker and how they operate. First of all, I think they're brilliant. Okay. Yeah. They're so multifaceted. And the guy can be a photographer, he can be a poet, he can be a graphic designer, brilliant, he can really. be a coder, you know, all in one. They're yeah. hybrids. They yeah. do everything. Yeah. And some of them for me are like old souls. Like yeah. There's a lady on our team, I'll not say her name, but <laughs> she's she's so young, but she's so brilliant. Yeah. You know, there's one of our graphic designers, unbelievable talent. And they all form this class. Mm. So when everyone says that there's an issue with Gen Z, I think almost say, no, maybe the issue is you <laughs> learning to understand how they operate. Why are you pointing at me, Moses? What is no, I'm not pointing at you. <laughs> but I'm feeling targeted. We hear the same <laughs> argument. And I think we are the ones who need to bend to yeah. understand them and not the other way around. Yeah. How did you go about it? How mm. did you How did you really well, first of all, at heart, I believe I'm a, I'm a millennial, right? Even though I've got gray hairs. At <laughs> least uh, I listen to my piano. Uh-huh. Uh, I, you I identify out, as a millennial. Uh, <laughs> I blog, I create content. So in a way, I'm kind of in their world. Yeah. You know? yeah. The only thing I lack is dreadlocks and tattoos, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. But beyond oh, that... as you speak, one wants it. <laughs> yeah? So for me, I believe like if you immerse yourself in them, what are their habits? Yeah. Where do they go? What do they do? Yeah. Um, start to understand their world before you judge them. Mm. Yeah. And once you start to understand their brilliance, you understand they're completely multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Even when I look at my son who's uh, you know a teenager this mm. year, the things he can do at his age are incredible. Mm. My mm. daughter, these guys are way ahead of our generation That's in terms true. of how uh, versatile they are in what they can do and how they think about things. And even language. Yeah. And how they oh, yeah. express yeah. themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that they are open to expressing themselves. Yeah. I think yeah. we were shyer as a, as, oh, yeah. as a generation when we were coming mm. up. Uh, you know, you don't say those things. You deal with those issues yourself. But these days, they're like, I feel. And they'll say what yeah. they feel. Uh, um, yeah. I, I want to ask you a question uh, about, um, so intellectual property is my field. Okay. And I wonder, you know, how you've managed to deal with that kind of space because there's content being created on a, any every second right now we're con- creating content oh. um and the risks from an ip point of view from a brand risk point of view you know cancel culture all these things that are happening um that you know big corporates are struggling from but even individuals i i recently knew of um of a case where it was an individual now who got sort of like uh, slammed, you know, and, and really trolled online for something that they did that was right, you know, which was surprising. So how, how do we navigate, you know, those, those risks in, in this digital space? Or how have you done it? Well, if nothing else, I think one of the wonderful things we have in Kenya now is the laws. Mm-hmm. And I think, of course, data privacy is one of the forefronts yeah. of what we're seeing transitioning. And for me, the biggest fear I have there is both for individuals and small organizations, yes. micro SMEs. So when they go into platforms like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and they're posting content, yeah. but did they get consent? Yes. Did they do it in the guidelines that the law enshrines? Mm. Um, are they making sure that the parties who are involved, are, you know, 
properly represented. And I think that this is the year when data privacy is going to become extremely key. Mm. And I think what people need to do is start talking to their lawyers, start looking at you know the Office of the Data Protection Commission mm. and start to understand what the implications are for non-compliance. Yeah. And of course, I think even they are being somewhat gentle in the way they're approaching it, mm. but they're giving us time to start to get up to speed. Because even in Kenya, we have a case last year when yeah. one of the mobile companies mm-hmm. was fined 5 million shillings yeah. for using the photo of somebody in their Instagram campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So this is very, very real. Mm. And I think right now you need to have your, your sort of your wits about you in terms of how you're doing this stuff. Are you signing model releases? Are you getting mm. consent? Um, you need to look at your operations to make sure that you are compliant because mm. the potential um, you know, a fallout can be massive. And we're seeing even the likes of Google and, and uh, all these major global players in terms of Europe and other markets uh, are being fined you know, hundreds of millions of dollars for... Yeah. For not taking, for not know, crossing their, their properly, T's yeah. and dotting their yeah. eyes. Welcome back to the jam, 98.4 Capital FM. Junga Shui, Martin Karaoke, and Moses Kemibaro, our latest recruit here <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> He's been a DJ this hour, selecting dope tracks for us. And of course, he is our jam master this Wednesday. Um, and I can't believe an hour has just flown by like that. Mm. We can talk for two, clearly, or even three. Um, but we, we, were, we were trying to figure out how to navigate um, the risks around, you know, posting content online, creating content, using it for commercial purposes non-commercial purposes and you rightly said I think that the risk is with individuals and smaller companies who either don't have the financial muscle to not care you know or or um, or the the brand risk or reputational risk to them is much larger um, I know you've blogged a little bit about that and you're you are, you are a blogger you call yourself a blogger yes <laughs> <It's> called bloggers <laughs> what, what is a blogger because I think you write things about you know your opinion correct 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 and usually it's a point of view it may be on something that's in the news or common knowledge yeah. but you sort of bring a new lens to it you bring a new perspective and sometimes as a practitioner an insider you have much more depth in that subject matter than let's say what a media a journalist might be able to write about yeah. so yeah. i think the thing that we bring is obviously a lot of passion but also a lot of insight and 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 subject matter expertise that not everyone might have have you gotten into trouble uh, not really, no, no. If anything, I've had instances in the past where people have literally cut and paste content oh. from my blogs. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, without consent. So what happens then? Well, back in those days when it happened a few times, you know, you sort of reach out and say, excuse me, you did this without consent and, you know, either delete it or you know, at least me. give me credit that, yeah. you, you know, you, you, you got this content. Moses, you never asked for money. No, I didn't. I didn't think it was such an important thing. You at and the I time. need to talk after this because actually it's twenty twenty three, Yeah, I, true, true. <laughs> so I and I agree with you completely. I, you know, I we were reading an article the other day about um, uh, Francis Atoli, mm. and I think we all remember the Allah. Allah, Allah, mm. Allah. Mm. Yeah. and there was a whole conversation about should he protect it because now it became a meme, it became a thing, a song. it became a TikTok, it's been on songs, on tracks, mm. on Lord knows what else. And the article that was published, this is, these are the words, uh, uh, Francis Atoli uh, now has patented, I'm just like the pain in my heart, you cannot patent Allah, 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 it's not a, a form of IP protection mm. that is relevant. So yeah. it's the same thing, and, and this is a call to all my journalists 
friends, like just do the research or consult a subject matter expert that's so that you get the words correctly. That's a long conversation, Julie. It's very long. Editors but, and anyway. Uh-huh. But we have to say it, yeah, Bana. Yeah. We have to it pains my heart. Yeah. <laughs> For me to forgive them, I must first say. Mm. Moses, what would you say to um uh, you already spoken to the Gen Z's, but I want to speak to the older people. Yeah. Um th- those who are living in fear. Mm. Um and those who in spite of adorning their salt and pepper like you are uh, are feeling left out, are feeling irrelevant, are feeling that they cannot adapt their businesses, what would you say to them? I'd say first and foremost, do the thing that you fear the most Mm -hmm. and realize that the other side, you come out usually unscathed but much more knowledgeable, much more capable, much more compatible Mm -hmm. with the reality we live in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing we need to do. We need to find courage in the face of fear. Computers were, um, you know, um, complicated and and very difficult for somebody like my mom when she was moving from a typewriter to a computer. Mm -hmm. People moved to smartphones from feature phones. That was difficult. And I think by doing that, then they find a way forward. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of become a thing of... In order to stay relevant, you either do it or you don't. But more importantly, the mental block is probably the biggest barrier. If you decide to at least just try one step at a time, baby steps, so to speak, then you will come out on the other side having some knowledge and some competence okay. in a world that has gone completely digital. So if, if to me, my, my call to action to them would be just try baby steps and build it up over time. Mm. Yeah. Ah, this, 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 this words, do the thing you fear the most. Mm. And realize that you come out on the other side unscathed. Just try. Just try. Just try. Just do it. Kind of like Nike. Yes. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's brilliant. I, I, I agree. Uh, it's Tugi. We've seen your question. I'm going to ask uh, our jam master to respond to you on Twitter. He says, my role model in the digital marketing, doing great work there. So receive your flowers, Moses. Um, I am a startup founder, Insight Marketing Kenya is his organization. What would your advice to them be about starting out in this dynamic space? So Moses, I'm going to ask you to respond to that on Twitter because it is time for us to get into the news. Yeah. Unless the answer is 20 seconds long. Did that, that is okay. Let's Just start. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say to them, you know, just start, but also keep your costs low, mm. maximize your output, mm. and make sure you get paid. Hey. Oh, yes. See? Oh, yeah. yes. Moses, hear your own words. Make sure yeah. you get <laughs> make paid. Sure you get paid. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. You know what they say, yeah? <laughs> yeah. A strong cash flow solves all problems. Hey. Say one more time. A Tell your neighbor. Cash flow yes. Solves all problems. A strong cash flow to anyone who's listening the sound of my voice a strong <laughs> cash flow, flow. not so not interest and not eh? cash flow Moses Kelibaro <laughs> thank you so much for being so giving you have given us wisdom <laughs> you are a master of you even met some people here that I know they are about to join TikTok mm. <laughs> 98.4 Capital FM